Hi everyone, we recorded this on June 1st, shortly after the graves of 215 children were discovered in Kamloops, and we reflect on that event throughout this episode. Welcome to the Pink Tax Podcast, a no-nonsense podcast for millennial women, building wealth and smashing the patriarchy, one dollar at a time, with your hosts, Janine and Tara. You know, it's been a tough week. I think I would like to take a minute and spend, you know, some pause for the children that were found in the mass grave at the Kamloops Residential School. I think I can't, I, my heart goes out to the indigenous community And I think it would be important, at the very least, what we can do is take, you know, 215 seconds of pause for, you know, each child that was found in that mass grave, because I think it's affected a lot of Canadians. And, you know, my hope is that if we we continue to do things and continue to listen to our Indigenous community and people are held accountable for this.
Okay, so we're back. Yes. Um, that was. I just want to say one thing. Um, I think it's been said a little bit like we shouldn't be saying like our indigenous people like they are not ours canada is not canada is not like that we don't own people um and like they're just they're people that were here and were colonized and like a lot of it fucking sucks and it is still going it is still there's active colonization of people in this country and um it really fucking sucks, and we don't own them. But yeah, I just thought I'd mention that. No, that's an excellent point. Um, and if I said that, I did not mean that we own them at all. Yeah. So I apologize no, I knew you. I knew you knew. But yeah, just something because that's how everybody used to say stuff, and yeah, now we don't. And I because I we think, know more. So you know, there was a few tweets this week that actually inspired this week's episode. Um, and it was kind of around how we, cause there's been a lot of conversation. Let me back up. There's been a lot of conversation around, you know, changing names of schools like Langevin here in Calgary, um, and Grandin, I think is in Calgary also, but Grandin station mm-hmm. also in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually as of recording this episode, the Langevin name has already been changed. Um, it was changed today, June 1st. And I think we have to stop putting racist fucking assholes on names of buildings. And ultimately, what I really want to dig into today is on our currency. Because mm-hmm. currency is what builds our financial system. It's what drives people to earn money because they have to pay taxes and all of those things. And it actually started with a tweet of someone saying, um, you know, Sir John A. Macdonald is on the $10 bill. That has been changed. Um, I believe it's Viola Desmond now, but apparently there's not a ton of those bills in circulation. But when we look actually at all of the bills, it's not a good situation. And so if that, if these are the people that were kind of lifting up and saying like, wow, you did such a great job. You get to be on our bills that get passed around. I have got to think, and again, I'm not an indigenous person, but like what a slap in the face and what a reminder every single time you pay for something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're not allowed to, like, deface that shit either. So that, that kind of sucks. Like, you can't even take your rage out on the um, image of this person that, like, everybody else seems to have, like, no qualms with. It's It's pretty messed up. It is. Yeah. Pretty messed up. And I think there's a lot of other things, you know, in the land that um, that that Canada has placed borders around. Um, like, there's a lot of other things that we could, we could find to, you know, put on things like currency and things that everyone has to use that, like, you know, everyone can kind of agree you're cool. Like, we do like, that on the internet all the time. We, like... What about a moose? Like, we love cat pictures on the internet. Like, we could have just decided to do this. So I think I think let's talk about it. Let's talk about maybe why these decisions were made and, um, you know, who these people are that we have on our currency and who, like, maybe it's time that they're not there anymore. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. So I did a tiny bit of research around kind of who was on these bills, and I don't want to spend too much time diving into like every single thing that they did that was shitty because there's a lot of them. Um, That's but like I also a history wanna... PhD. Yeah. So yeah. probably should not. But I also, I do want to talk about, you know, the conversation around change and how, how that happens and how we kind of change who's on those bills. So um, Sir Johnny McDonald was on the $10 bill and he was our first prime minister and he was very shitty to indigenous people. Um, I'm sure he was shitty to other people too, but I was just looking at it from an indigenous lens. Well, 
I mean, it was his job to be shitty to indigenous people. Like, it was his job to steal a shit ton of land. That was yeah, his, basically, like, what this dude did is he locked down indigenous people so tightly, is the verb that was used in this article, that they basically became irrelevant after 1885. Mm-hmm. Could mm-hmm. you imagine that happening? Was he the dude that killed all the buffalo to, like, starve people? Maybe. There's a really good book called Clearing the Plains, and I only took it out from the library. Um, but yeah, basically, it was a government decision to like kill and destroy a bunch of food sources. So, you know, this is kind of stuff that happens today as well, where it, it's you know, powerful entities will come in and they burn fields, they burn crops, they kill livestock. And, um, yeah, there's like this really powerful image of like a bunch of like bison, like buffalo bones. Like I don't actually know like the correct terminology. And that's something that we did here. Um, it's something that we did here that we would like these people also give them slaughtering people blankets. So on purpose, on purpose um and that's a letter like that you can find the letter where they they wrote that there they knew that smallpox killed people they i think already knew that cowpoint uh cowpox was like an inoculation against smallpox and they they knowingly um used like kind of like germ warfare like it's it's incredibly disgusting and i don't i'm not so big on I mean, it doesn't personally affect me, so maybe this is why. Like, I don't much care, like, who did it, but I sure as shit don't want to, like, see anyone from that era. Like, I don't think there's probably anyone involved in the Canadian government or military or settlers or, like, anybody at that time period, including my ancestors, that have completely clean hands. Everyone has blood on their hands from that time. It was a massive... Uh, colonization of this land so it was bloody it was cruel and it was disgusting and we should not have anyone raised up for for any of that any of it so he was the asshole in the ten dollar bill um yeah sir wilfred laurier was on the five dollar bill so what can you tell me about him do you He was the guy, so there was a discussion about, like, Oliver Park and Oliver Community here in Edmonton a while back, and um, so what Canada had done, like, once it, like, got all the land and and got the people that used to have that land, like, just moved, um, or killed, or starved, or whatever, um, they started, like, saying, hey, we need people to settle here, we need people to farm, and that's actually... um, how my mother's side of the family came over. They got a little pamphlet. They said, we got lots of farmland. Come on over and we'll give you a parcel. Well, they sent this, these things around uh, the United States as well. And so uh, freed black people or escaped black people or however you want to put that, like they weren't slaves or at least like they weren't slaves in Canada. We had maybe ended slavery by then, but it's unclear. Um, cause we were still pieces of shit. Um, but anywho, like black people got a hold of these pamphlets and started saying, Hey, I can farm. I would like to do this. Um, and like white Canadians and British French people were like, what the fuck? No, we didn't mean you. Um, so this Oliver dude put forward a bill in 1910 or 1911 um, that said, like, not only are we not giving black people farmland, not only are we not accepting citizenship or giving property rights, um, which is what you needed to fucking vote at that time, um, and elect these prime ministers, um, not only will we not give that to anyone who's not of Anglo-Saxon descent, we actually want to ensure that anyone escaping slavery conditions in the United States, even though it had ended in quotations here, um, we don't want them here either. So uh, Oliver, Frank Oliver, put forward a saying saying, like, we're not going to let black people in, full stop. And Laurier was like, sounds good. And signed off on it. And then right before he 
uh, ended his term, did not re- win re-election and all that stuff, he reversed it or whatever, but like, still a pretty shit thing. And it's not as though there weren't people that didn't know that that was a shit thing. Like, there were a lot of abolitionists, and maybe I should take that back. Like, maybe there were some good people doing some good stuff at that time, because there were abolitionists. Um, for slavery. There were people speaking out against residential schools at that time. There were people saying like, this is, uh, you know, maybe not using the word genocide, but saying this is genocide, like this is disgusting. Um, But uh, Laurier wasn't one of them. So he's gross. He is, and he's on our five. Yeah, he was the first French dude, but anyway. Yeah, go, 20. So I want to move to our 20. As we all know, Queen Elizabeth is on the $20 bill. And I, maybe, like, just growing up and the media and, like, Disney has kind of, like, fucked up my take of, like, what royalty is. Because I always kind of, like, not looked up, but, like, put up with the the royal family. And I was kind of like, oh, okay, like, whatever. Like, they're just kind of doing their thing. Obviously... Um, many people have seen the interview that Oprah has done with Meghan Markle. Um, and if you haven't seen it, it isn't, I thought it was an interesting interview, but obviously what really stood out to me is that Harry was actually questioned, um, on how dark the skin of his child would be with Meghan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean... I'm not surprised like that Philip dude. And and by the Philip dude, I mean like Prince Philip who just died. Um, he was super like, he said really super shitty things like directly to people. So he'd go to like the places that they like to the colonies, like to places that they colonized. And, you know, unlike Canada where they did not like, completely kill all the non-white people or as many as possible um he would say the most fucked up shit like honestly like google the kind of racist ass shit that guy would say and like so that's um that's harry or whatever's like grandfather like that's fucked up also like they colonized nations like fucking recently and then said like "Mm, I don't really want you all to like be free. Um, so yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I didn't watch the Oprah interview. I'm one of those people, but like, yeah, I'm not surprised that the whole of the Royal family is like completely weirdly, obviously racist. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's been so like incestually white for so long. Yeah. Well, and I mean like all monarchies are kind of like gross, like, there's a lot of like, cause it's, it's like the power marriages, like they did everything through, um, you know, lineages and, and stuff totally. like that. It's so fucked up. Like, I honestly, I don't know why we have any monarchies at all anymore. Like, it just seems so weird to me. Well, like, why aren't they the- just like, why aren't princesses and all that kind of stuff? Like, why isn't it just Disney? Like, why is it real life? It's so weird. Well, it's so fucked up. Like, she really, the Queen Elizabeth does not really do anything for Canada. So I'm like, why is she on the $20 bill? Yeah. And do we have a governor general yet? Like, I mean, like, this just seems to be, like, a big mess. Like, we probably shouldn't uh, have a monarch anymore. Probably not. Yeah. And, again, like, are there no better people or, like, landmarks that we can put on these bills? Yeah, exactly, right? And who just got... Yeah, Barbados. Barbados was like, oh, yeah, um, Queen's not our monarch anymore. Like, we're done. And I was like, good for you. Like, I wish that, like, Canada had had uh, the will to do that. Because, like, it's just ridiculous. But, yeah, we could... Literally anything is better than having Queen Elizabeth on all of our currency. She's on everything, man. She's everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. And like, why, why, why does she have money? I don't understand. Anyway, do go on. Yeah, so moving into the 50, who I actually, I don't know if we were to rank them from worst to best. 
I don't know if we want to do that, but I feel like I don't want to do that. William Mackenzie King might be the worst. I don't know. How do you? What is the worst? Right? Like, anyways, who is the most so, egregious? Yeah, who I is think the they're all shittiest. pretty shitty. Anyways, Queen Elizabeth's um, been around the longest, so she's probably yeah. So the is shittiest. she the shittiest? I think Anyways. the one that lives the longest is probably the shittiest. Anyway, so this this dude did the Japanese internment camps, yeah? Yes. So he was the prime minister uh, during the Second World War. Um, and on January 14th, 1942, he ordered the removal of all adult males of Japanese ancestry from the coast and ordered them to work at government work camps. Oh, yeah, this is why I thought he was the Depression guy, because whoever came before him um, also during the Great Depression was like, work camps. Work camps are what we need. And so anyone who is unemployed, they're like, we'll just work you to death instead, okay? Um, And, yeah, so absolutely fucked up. And then when we think about, like, okay, so everyone learns, like, oh, World War II, we were actually just, like, saving Jewish people, which I don't think we were. I think that was just, like, a plus because, like, I think if that had been the only thing, if Hitler didn't get all, like, world domination-y, I think, like, just looking at what we do now when those kind of things happen, like, I think people have been like, mm, okay. Um, so we weren't okay with, like, uh, concentration camps in another country, but we were like, we'll make them here, and they'll be super cool because they're Canadian concentration They'll be camps. better. We'll put the maple super. leaf. On the door. Put the maple leaf on that shit. Yeah. And then, could you imagine if, like, Hitler was, like, on currency in Germany? Like, that would be so fucked up. And that's basically what we've done with all of our currency oh, in Canada. Oh, 100%. I mean, I, I want to, like, change yeah. my answer to what I, like, I was, you know, I said maybe he's the worst. But then I'm like, well, what about Johnny McDonald? He, like, like. He's also the worst. <laughs> like, while he didn't make yeah. internment camps for indigenous people, like. The start of that was the residential school. So, like, is that an internment exactly. camp? Like, I don't know. There are 250 yes. kids in a mass grave. Yes. So, probably. Yeah. There's, at a minimum, there's 215 kids. Well, like, I don't, I don't even know like now. talking about it. It just makes this, this story. No, that, that we as white people know. Like, people have been saying this for a long ass time. People were saying this when it was happening. Like, kids were going missing. And they were like, oh, no. They just, like, ran into the woods. No, no, I meant, sorry, At that three, we, when I say like, we know, fuck. obviously we, we know oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. there like, has been. We, we know. But, like, I think yeah. the world knows this, these specific, specific statistics around this one uh, residential school yeah. is what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. Like, honestly, like, if it were just about concentration camps, like, Canada should have been shut down, like, several times over. Several times over. And so, last, but. Last but certainly not least is our $100 bill, Sir Robert Borden. He was our prime minister during World War I, and he created the War Measures Act, which was forced conscription. So do you want to explain what that is to anyone who doesn't know? Forced conscription is the reason why the other half of my family immigrated to Canada, um, because there used to be forced conscription in my dad's home country. So it's when you are forced to serve in the military for whatever reason they want you to, regardless of whether you think the war is good or not. It's what the Americans did during Vietnam. And they just tell you, you here's a gun, and um, go shoot some people that we don't like. You might like them, but we don't. Um, so you have to go kill a bunch of people. On our behalf. And um, and we're not going to support you when you yeah. come back as a veteran. We, well, yeah. Because this is your duty. Um, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty shit policy. I mean, I think we see a lot of, like, uh, we see a lot of things from, from other countries, like people who don't look like us, about child soldiers and stuff like this. And, oh, look at this guerrilla warfare. And they're, like, putting guns in the hands of babies and it's like um we do that too um you know like forced conscription is the same in my opinion um sometimes when you do forced conscription i don't know what the age was in canada at that time i assume it was pretty young 
But um, especially back in the day when they were uh, only allowing men in and that kind of thing, like forced conscription meant, are you old enough to shoot a gun? And then we will take you from your family. Maybe you're the only person that can work the farm. Well, sorry, your whole family is probably going to starve to death as well. Um, have no source of income, all that kind of stuff. And just go into the military, get some PTSD. We don't call it that at this time. And uh, come back and um, terrorize everyone you know and love. It's, yeah, it's 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 really shit. It's, it's absolutely shit. So it's interesting shit. you say that... Um, obviously we like look to these other countries and we say like, Oh, not in our backyard. And then we like do it. Um, so Mm -hmm. at Mm -hmm. first when I was reading about forced conscription, my first thought was like, okay, maybe this guy wasn't that bad. Like he wasn't the baddest of the dudes. So maybe he was Mm -hmm. like, I was like, ah, I'm not sure. But then I read this. So. Sir Robert Borden was a dick because he did it say did it say Borden was a dick because no that is my okay 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 I just I want to know I just okay so go on anyways this article compares Robert Borden to Donald Trump so obviously this was written in 2016 but I thought it was poignant to share now when. The Republican primaries were running and Donald Trump was being elected. There were many Canadians that said, well, we would never resort to that. Never, you know, we would never support someone like that. So hateful. Um, That would never work here in Canada. We're we're too multicultural. Was the gist of what this article is saying. But our lovely prime minister in 1911 won the election with his strength of his xenophobic indulgences, is the quote used, by his telling slogan, a white Canada. So this has been going on, this hate towards people that are not white for so long in Canada. And it, this so totally ties back into our episode we did on Are Canadians Racist? And this just like perpetuates... The services, the financial aid, the pay gap, like, Mm -hmm. this is the start of it. These assholes became famous. Why? Because they were prime ministers, whatever. And now they're on our currency and we're glorifying it. And we don't even have supports to help reconcile with, you know, how many different groups of people did we just talk about in this one episode, right? We talked about the indigenous, the black um, the Japanese, the young men that were ripped from their families for forced conscription, like so many people were affected by these people who are glorified in our financial system on a daily basis. It's like if we just made a decision to stop glorifying rich white men, um, and like to rich white women as well, like probably let's just, just, you know, quit while we're ahead there. Um, we could probably solve a lot of problems because like there's always going to be something we live in a system of white supremacy this country was built on white supremacy and all of the institutions within this country will reflect that and that means that all successful people in this country to a certain extent will reflect that either as an exception or as the rule right so, yeah, and I was just just speaking about banking. There was a, a survey that was done recently, and I'm just going to open it up here. It says, yeah, only one in three black entrepreneurs say they have access to advisors that they can trust. So, like, only, like, so 60%, or, well, two-thirds of, of black entrepreneurs, like self-employed people, feel that they can trust the bank when they go and and try to you know access capital like whatever that looks like get a loan like just live because like if you run your own business and you can't use a bank or you can't trust the bank that you have is you know going to treat you with respect give you what you need um you know understand your needs or even take you seriously like 
you can't really do the same things as anyone else, and right? why are these reminders on our dollar bills there every single day of these people that treated citizens of our country, human beings, so shittily? And I don't know if that's a word, but like, God damn it, we have a sailboat on our dime. Why can't we put a sailboat on a fucking ten dollar bill? Well, isn't that some sort of like famous sailboat? Like, just stop. The, Whatever. I don't want to know the history find of a fucking sailboat. blue nose either. Get a, you know, just like something random, man. Like, find moose. Something animals like, of Canada. Like, extrapolate the loony. I don't know. I'm here for Catterday on our currency. Catterday currency. That's what I want. Hashtag um, like this episode. Catterday currency. <laughs> Catterday currency. Yeah, but I mean, I was going to say too, like, the people in charge still don't give a shit about humans, right? Like, we have um, reports coming out from BC that young, predominantly Indigenous girls, as young as 10, are having IUDs forcibly inserted into them because, yeah, because sexual assault and sexual abuse is so rampant within our foster care system. And it's mostly Indigenous children that go into that system. We have more Indigenous children in foster care than we had in uh, in residential schools. So that's a problem. That's a fucking problem. So did we did we just change the resident? I would like to know if we're if we're putting IUDs into small children because we can't like because we've created a system where like the raping of small children is that prevalent that we need to give them an we need to force an IUD upon them. Um, and that's just how we're like covering up the, the crimes of our system right now. Like that's, that's absolutely heinous. The fact that someone couldn't just come out and say, no, that's not happening. And I, so I just want to know, I just want to know yes or no. Did the residential school system get replaced with the foster schools or the foster system in Canada? I would like to know that. I would like a definitive answer, and I would like some facts, and I would like the kids to be treated with respect. I would like them not to be taken away from their families. I know the birth alerts in Manitoba, I believe, have stopped, but um, do you know what the birth alerts are? I don't. No. So, uh, and this is very recent, like they were only formally stopped, I think a couple of years ago. It's if an indigenous woman was giving birth in uh, a hospital in Manitoba, which is the common way to give birth in our country, um, an alert would go out to the foster system. And, uh, you know, sometimes like while a mother was holding their baby, the uh, social worker would come and take the baby away. Pardon me. Now this is not this is not because the mother was addicted. This is not because and that's a, that's another conversation as well. This is not because the mother was necessarily poor. This is because the mother was indigenous presenting or had an indigenous last name and a birth alert would go out and then uh, social services was called. How fuck so is that you legal? had child services. Well, it was. And it's like apparently it was supposed to be stopped, but like I don't buy it. I don't buy that it's that it's stopped. Let me tell you, as a new mom, if someone had tried, I don't even want to say what I'm going to say because I think I will, one, start crying, and two, end up in jail. What I would have done to someone yeah. if they had tried to take away my baby. And but you you have no you have no method of recourse of though course not. Yeah. when you're in that position like the mothers that had their children stolen from them for residential schools the mothers that had their children stolen from them for slavery the mothers that have had their children stolen from them in our current foster um, system they have no method of recourse and then we further um, degrade these these parents. Because then we say, like, whatever coping mechanism they have, well, clearly you're angry. Clearly you're this. Clearly you're an addict. Clearly you're whatever. Without just acknowledging that it is the system of white supremacy that we currently base our foster system on and everything else that is causing all of these problems. If we had a concern that a mother could not feed their child, all we would have to do is provide that mother with food. 
if we had a concern that someone, uh, someone's addiction was out of control to the point that they could not care for their children or their dependents or their relatives, then all we would have to do is provide them with the resources that they need. We don't need to put their children into a system which could see that child have an IUD forced into their body at 10 years old because the person that we decided to put them with is a fucking rapist. So three things on that. That's where we live. Three th- That's where we live. Three things. One, I've never had an IUD put in, but I've been told it is not fucking comfortable. And that is as a grown-ass woman. Two, I'm Googling now birth alerts. And in Ontario in the past yeah. year, 442 children were removed from their mothers in one year, in one province. Mm-hmm. And three, Mm -hmm. I mean, there's like eight things, but three, there are moms not seeking prenatal care because they're terrified Mm -hmm. of being on the birth alerts list. And that's fucking wrong. Yeah. That your baby will be stolen from you. And that's today. So every single person at every level of government who is currently in power that stood up these past couple of days and wore an orange shirt and went and lit a candle and did all that bullshit knows damn fucking well, because if I know it, they know it, that there are birth alerts still going on in this country and that children are still being stolen from their indigenous parents. Do we know if there are birth alerts in Alberta? Because it seems like it's based on... I don't think so, but Alberta has enough shit that it's uh, probably unnecessary. I'm gonna guess. No, totally... I'm just thinking that from what I've been able to I, Google, I don't think we do. Okay. It, it does seem to be province by province. Um, oh, here we go. Mm-hmm. In 2019, BC, Alberta, and the Yukon canceled the practice with Manitoba and Ontario following suit in 2020. Yeah. It's pretty sick, hey? PEI says it will end birth alerts by the end of January of this year, 2021. And the Northwest sure, Territories well. says birth alerts haven't been practiced for over a decade. Mm, yeah. And you know what? Like, that one, I kind of believe. Um, but honestly, like, how hard would it be just to, like, not do it anymore? So I really don't buy PEI. Also, New Brunswick, I believe it is, has, like, a serious fucking problem with reproductive justice. So, like, all of these provinces, I don't, I don't fucking buy it. I don't fucking buy it. And it's like when we were talking about the um, the $10 day childcare. Um, and when I said, like, they want, like, us white ladies to have as many children as possible. And they try to, like, impose these systems upon us to have as many children as possible and limit our access to abortion. But at the same time, they're stealing Indigenous children. They're giving 10-year-old Indigenous girls IUDs. We have a missing and murdered Indigenous women and girls crisis on our hands where they're just being killed at random and nobody's fucking looking into it. And we also have um, people being, like, forcibly sterilized after these birth alerts as well. So we have a literal system where just because we were born with uteruses, we're having that used against us in either limited access to abortion if you're white or having your children stolen from you or your ability to have children stolen from you or to have like your rape and murder to be absolutely covered up so that you have no evidence of sexual abuse. It's absolutely disgusting. And it's because of all these fucking white people on fucking currency they started it all who are they going to put next on a currency are they going to put Stephen harper on the currency is he going to be the new 20 dollar bill and the queen dies like jesus christ we have to stop like i know we've kind of gone off on a tangent but like it all ties together back into glorifying these assholes yeah the very least we can do is take them off the currency. Absolutely. The very least we can do is stop glorifying Done. them. But I, I certainly hope that the conversation does not end there. You know, it's not... The statue is not the problem. The currency is not the problem. The system is Absolutely. the problem. The whitewashing of history is the problem. So let's... Anyway. Let's, before we end up on with an hour and a half episode about everything that's wrong yeah. with Canada... <laughs> 
I was talking, I want to get into like, what can some people do? So I was talking to my husband today when we were on our walk, um, our daily walk Mm -hmm. that we've been doing for 15 months of this fucking pandemic. Um, and you know, what kind of came up was like, how, like, how can there be justice served for, you know, some of like the 215 children that were found? Um, you know, what can we do for people that have been affected by these terrible leaders that are continually glorified? And so one thing that we thought up of, um, was what if like there was a tithing, uh, cause like the Catholic church ran these, uh, residential schools. So like, what if there was like a tithing of these churches that went into a fund to for indigenous people and in the truth and reconciliation act? Like, could that be something that we start to advocate for as Canadians? Um, because of all of these horrible, horrible things that happened in the residential schools. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of things that we can do. Um, I think just like actually doing what the truth and reconciliation commission found, um, and, and their calls to action, like actually doing them would be great. Um, clean drinking water would be oh, stellar. Oh, that was number two on our list. Actually, one, but. like, evaluating the foster care system, evaluating the structures of power that we have. Um, And another thing is, is like, watch, it's not just about voting, right? Like, it's not just about watching who you vote for, or like signing a petition or whatever. It's like, sometimes I get really pissed off that my tax dollars go towards things like birth alerts, and the foster care system and fucking war. Um, and, and and selling arms and that kind of thing. So if you see somebody um, or if you hear of a group, like we've got uh, in Edmonton, like Treaty 6 Outreach, I, I hope they don't mind me like saying their name, that kind of thing. Um, or um, there's the, the Harvest Hills group in Calgary where they just take money from whomever. Same like what you did when you, you bought that woman... Um, uh, the gift cards and got her groceries and stuff like that. When you see a way to help out your neighbors, um, you know, people who have been made, yeah, people who've been made homeless by this system, people who have um, PTSD from this system, people who have addiction issues from this system, people who have been dealt like a really shit hand, like, and I guess like just yeah, to die, you're not going to get that. a tax credit for it, but just, but it's just the right do thing it. to just do. do whatever you can in your community. And this is like, I do want to just mention quickly, and I know we're going to jump into this when we do our episode on food banks, because that's lined up also for this season. Anyways, I did want to mention like what our community on Instagram and Twitter did for this woman. So I'm part of a Facebook group called Mamas for Mamas, and there are many across Canada. And literally the point of the Facebook group is to post if you need something, and if someone else can give it to you or donate, like set it up. And this mom posted that she was super embarrassed that she couldn't afford food for her one-year-old, which like as a new mom completely fucking broke my heart into about 8 zillion people pieces. And I cried a lot because I was like, eh, like four or five months postpartum. But she said she went to the food bank and they told her that they don't have any baby food. And I mean, when you get, not that I've ever received food from the food bank, but I can't imagine it's like a ton of fresh vegetables and stuff to make your kid food. So the community, I put a call to action out and we ended up giving this mom, it actually ended up because I had a donation kind of come in after the fact that I just collected the money and I was just a facilitator, but we ended up with over $800 in superstore gift cards, plus the order that I put in for her. Cause I said to her, I said, what do you need? I'll put in an order. You can go pick it up at your closest superstore, which is awesome that there's like click and collect now because she was also um, worried about uh, paying for gas to drive really far. Um, so I did mm-hmm. actually end up mailing her a gas gift card as well, but um, I put in an order for her and then I just said, like, I can e-transfer you this $800 if you want. But she was like, oh, didn't really have e-transfer set up. Um, so I just, mm-hmm. I emailed her $800 of Superstore gift cards from all of these people on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram that came together 
and literally just sent me money, some of which I've never met and some of which were in like Florida, sent me money for this woman. And it was so amazing to see. And I think sometimes that's what we need to do for each other. Yeah. I think oftentimes it's what we need to do. And if the if the governments or the corporations or the people who are in power, the systems that we have, if they refuse to do the right thing and, you know, we know that letters aren't enough, we know that voting is not enough, um, we can at least show them that when we all come together, we can not only um, do this, but sometimes we can do this better. And I think that's that's really what we need to show. We don't need archaic white supremacist systems. We don't. Yeah, like, honestly, fuck anybody who says, like, oh, we don't know how she would have spent the money. Like, who gives a fuck? Like, she probably would have spent no, it on food if she can't afford food for her baby. Like, as a mom? Like, yeah. I don't yeah. know. No, that's, that's a... That's a huge asshole thing to say, I think, and knowing a little bit more about how everything works um, in our system and our, our history. Like, there are a lot of people who, if they had the ability to find work, if they had the ability to get food for their family, if they were paid enough to do so, then they would. And if, you know, now talking about residential schools, you know, if you had generations of individuals that were not um, traumatized. Sorry, 150 years uh, is seven generations least exactly yeah yeah if you did not have generational trauma um and no know, trust and, in and these institutions people. that no and institutions that perpetuate additional trauma um we we would be fine we would be absolutely fine the system is the problem not the people and um yeah so if you can find something uh like that if somebody needs something if you can find something like indigenous led in your community yeah. that's that's doing something just like help out do what you can um because i think that's the i think that's the biggest way to change things also you know vote correctly for fuck's sakes <laughs> and uh write letters and and do all that kind of stuff get angry but, like too. if you feel like know. you're not get angry but if you feel like you can't do anything, like, don't just light a candle. Like, if all you can do is send an e-transfer, send an e-transfer. And all you can do is, like, hand out some food one day or give somebody a ride. Like, fucking do it, man. Go into – if you see someone outside of a Safeway, ask them what you can grab them. I've done that before. And it's super oh, – yeah. like, I don't want to say it's cute, but, like, it kind of was cute how this – I was talking to this man, and he was very specific about the type – of um i was grabbing him something from like the freezer section but it was like not the this one flavor it was like a different flavor and i was like i will make sure that i get that flavor don't you worry um like it's just we have to be kind to each other and you know it starts with and it it is you know ten dollars at the grocery store or a twenty dollar e-transfer it's not like i had four people giving me two hundred dollars it was like a lot of people were like, no. I can you transfer you 15 bucks. And I was like, great. Yeah. And that's exactly how our tax system is supposed oh, to work. Oh, yeah, of course. Like this, this should right? never have happened. So, like she should have been able to get everything she needed from a food bank. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't the case. Like, and it was heartbreaking. Yeah. yeah. So when I get pissed off that the money that comes off from my paycheck is going more to, you know, um, killing people than it is to helping people, I just... Yeah. Sometimes take out the same amount and uh, find some somebody that's doing good work to like give it to you. Totally. Um, and I think yeah, I've got a list. If anybody wants a list, yeah. But I'm sure there's other folks you can just. Well, maybe like, we'll include that in the episode. You can just notes. reach out. I like honestly, even something on Twitter that I found is like Settler Saturday. Uh, I think it's called. Nice. And it's like basically it's um it's a way to do like direct reparations. Amazing. Um, I love that. So, yeah. Anyway, so we'll leave that episode here for tonight. Um, I guess it's night for us. It might not be night for you when you're listening to this, but yeah, there's a lot yeah. to unpack, and I can't believe. I mean, I can, but I also can't, and it's really disheartening to think about the currencies we use on and the, the dollar bills we use on an everyday basis standing for so much harm. And I think that's kind of yeah what we're trying to get at tonight. So exactly. Catterday currency. Catterday currency. <laughs> Gun.
hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Let us know what you think on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The Pink Tax Podcast is recorded in the Treaty 7 region of Southern Alberta. Our music is provided by Margot. You can find her work at noisebymargot.com. Sound editing by Peter Dobson. If you'd like to support the Pink Tax Podcast, you can make a donation at liberapay.com slash podcast and submit a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It's because thesis um, got a hold of this. It's because we said that about uh, the queen. The queen is coming to Grove High School. Um, that was a Princess Diaries reference for anyone who's listening. Oh my god, we should keep that in as like the snippet. The queen is coming to Grove High School.